Never been the type for the prom queens. I just need a little hippie chick in a mom jeans. Sucker for a blind freak dick, got a mom jeans, yeah. Type of chick you probably find in God dreams, yeah. Never been the type for the prom queens. I just need a little hippie chick in a mom jeans. Hello and welcome to season four, episode seven of Freakin' the Mom Jeans. Basil has uh, found a shoe, so that's how you know we're off to a good start. <laughs> I, uh, I just moved into a new office space, a new, st ooh, should I say studio space just to sound like I have my shit together? Yeah, I moved into the other bedroom because my roommate moved out and I have an extra room. And I was like, oh, I'll turn this into an office slash reading nook slash closet. Um, and really what it is, is Basil's room. Um, I've moved her into this room, so she feels as if she has her own complete space. Um, and yeah, her litter box, food, and bed take up, yeah, a good, good portion of the room. And I thought, oh, this will be a great recording space for the podcast. Um, turns out she's still just as loud when she has her own room, so I apologize in advance for her noisiness. But you know what? We're done apologizing as females uh, when it doesn't deserve it. So actually, it is what it is, and I hope you enjoyed the kitty ASMR. Yeah, anyway, so... <laughs> We are to episode seven of this season, and I'm really excited too because this is the first time that I am actually uh, creating a break for myself, or a dedicated break. Um, so this will be the last episode for uh, the next month, and so I'm taking the month of April off um, as a sort of spring, spring break for myself. Also, I'm realizing it's a little stormy outside, so um, we're having kind of a little campfire episode here as we close out um, what has been a rainy spring, um, and spring has now sprung, that is for sure, so I am taking my spring break, thank you. Um, I think spring is a good time as any to talk about spring cleaning and what comes with it, which is maybe spring moving. I don't know. It feels like a lot of people are moving right now or thinking of moving. Maybe it's just thinking of moving. And um, I can definitely consider myself one of those people. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, you know what? It's been cold outside for too long and it's time for me to go go away. <laughs> and um, I say this all as I'm coming back from a vacation too, so I don't, I guess I wasn't as well rested on that vacation as I thought, but I've still come back a bit, a bit jaded. But yeah, I don't know. I found myself really toying with the idea of, of leaving Nashville and going somewhere else. And I think when I say that, everyone is like, oh, are you going to go back to LA? That's where you were before the pandemic. You seem to really love it. And, um, you know, that was my dream for a long time. So it makes sense that I would want to go back there. Right. But I can definitely say it wasn't at the top of the list when I've thought about where I want to go. Um, and if anything, it's been something that I thought, well, I kind of already explored that and it didn't work out. And so maybe I'll try something different. And I've just said all this and I'm like, Oh, I want to move the, it's so cold outside. It's time for me to go. And you're like, Oh, well, what are your, 
options then if not LA? Where do you want to go that's warmer? And I'm like, mm, it's not even that. I really, for some reason, have this strong urge to move to uh, the Pacific Northwest. So Portland, Oregon, or Seattle, Washington, or um, I don't know. Part of me is even like, maybe if not there, maybe New York. So I don't know why I would think I'm going to go to a warmer place. Um, I'm actually going to go to colder and rainier places. Also, Siggy is still so loud even when I'm in this completely separate room. Anyway, but yeah, so the thought was want to move there. Um, and people have been like, oh, why do you want to move? Uh, like other than, you know, maybe weather. And it sounds like even the weather isn't a factor. And I think my immediate reaction is just something flippant. Uh, like um, I'm an Aquarius, so it's, I've been here too long, it's time for change, which it's been two years since I was in LA, and then before that I've been in Nashville for about five years. Um, and yeah, I think it's like every two years or three years I just get this itch to go somewhere. Um, that's definitely a big part of it, is I think I just really enjoy meeting new people and the... Um, I don't know. Yeah. The getting to know you phase. I think that's why I love dating so much too, is it's just this beautiful part of getting to know somewhere one where everything's exciting and new. And, um, I guess I never want to stop having that feeling. Um, which I think it, for some people that probably sounds like their biggest fear, like they are their biggest annoyance in life. It's like, they just like to never date again, <laughs> like do the awkward first date. Um, but yeah, something to to me is really comforting about that. Um, maybe it's my narcissism of getting to talk about myself. I don't know. And getting to know someone and someone getting to know me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's one part of it, I think. The other part of it that I was talking about with someone the other day and didn't really hit me until I was saying it out loud is I think I just had a lot of people in the past two years, it's felt like leave me. Um, I mean that and more of, I guess the romantic sense, not necessarily in friendships. I've, if anything, I've gained a lot of friends in the past two years, but romantic connections have, have definitely gone. <laughs> They've not stayed. Um, and I think there's some, part of me that when I was like living in Nashville and knew I was moving to California, it made it very easy to, when I was connecting with people being like, Oh, you know, like I can't wait to get to know you. I'm very excited, but I'm leaving, you know, in six months, a year, like I'm moving to LA. So this can't really be anything or it can be something Let's embrace what it is, but it's not going to be super long term, um, which ended up being the demise of, you know, at least two of the relationships I had. I mean, they were, there were many other problems and reasons, but part of it could always come back to I'm leaving. And yeah, and I, obviously that hasn't been a thing. If anything, I've, the thing I've talked about most recently is staying in Nashville um, and being here and living here and having a house and having projects and I don't know, getting excited about the idea of finding comfort in a place. Um, and like, if you had talked to me three months ago, that would have been what I would have said. Um, 
And so I think even now I'm experiencing some sort of like um, romantic potential that's leaving, um, not even leaving. They're not even leaving me. They're just leaving the city or maybe part of it is like I got excited about something, but it's not going to be a thing. And so it's like, feels like it's prematurely leaving me. I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm trying not to get too specific to what's happening right now by while also being genuine. So it just, I think I'm once again feeling triggered of like people are leaving me. Um, and maybe there's a part of me that wants to leave them before they leave me. And it's not even, you know, like it's happened so much in the past two months, right? It's just two years worth of um, pain that is finally catching up. Um, and I felt, I felt really sad um, the past, I don't know, I mean, the past few weeks at least, but just really sitting in the sadness probably for um, the past week or so. And um, I don't know, I feel like more recently, this is the first time I've really let myself experience sadness and um, not just move on from it really quickly or be like, you know, my slogan of it's fine, everything's fine. Um, I'm fine, it's fine, everything's fine. I should say that to Basil right now, although I don't want to gaslight her, but like also she's got to calm down. Um, but I don't know. I do think that I wrote this poem recently, um, that probably pretty much distills, um, what it is I've been feeling. And so I'll read this, um, and maybe it will resonate. Maybe it won't. Sadness as a self-fulfilling prophecy. Sadness is acceptance, right? I'm sad because I've realized something to be true or myself to be wrong. I'm sad because timing is everything and I wish that it wasn't. I'm sad because people leave and so do I sometimes. I'm sad because people disappoint me but it's not always their fault. I'm mostly sad that the world makes it so hard to be sad. I could end it there. That would be accepting sadness, right? And yet, I'd like to recognize that happiness comes with acceptance, and that feels important. Yeah, so I think I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah! So I think I'm in this uh, time where I am sad because I am like realizing all of these things, right? As Kylie would say, it's the year of realizing things. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think the realizing ever stops. Like, I think we just keep learning and growing or at least that's the hope right or at least that's what I'm hoping for myself um and so yeah I keep realizing things and some of those things are pessimistic which once again I've talked about it but I don't think pessimism is like a bad thing also Basil just like stabbed me in the foot so I think she agrees um but yeah I think realizing some things that are truths of maybe not everyone's lives but like just how I realize I function and what I need and want out of life. And some of it's kind of sad. <laughs> um, and, and that's okay because I have found things within those things that make me really, really happy. And I think the thing that I was just talking to my sister about is I am someone who for a long time, or at least for the past few years, has experienced really high highs and really low lows like I feel them so intensely when I am happy and thriving I am just like whew, 
God, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> but when I am sad or feel like things aren't going the way that I mm, wanted them to go, I am just, oh, don't, once again, don't talk to me. I am unstoppable. I am so sad. I am, um, you know, I not, um, you know, I don't know. I experienced like, yeah, very low lows of depression and times where I, um, have said things to my family, to my sister to worry them, even though I would like never do anything. Um, because I am at this point in my life able to see the, um, beautiful things that come from sadness. Um, but yeah, I've been in a suicide, like suicidal place, um, where I've had to vocalize that in order to not do it. And, um, yeah, I was talking to my sister about, A, how sorry I am to put that on her at times or how, when I have put that on her, um, that could be a very scary place to be in as a loved one or as a friend. Um, and so A, I was sorry and B, um, I don't know, how do I, how do I not do that? Or, um, you know, or how do I figure out a way to exist in the world that's a little bit more balanced um, because I am someone who seems very all or nothing. Like I'm either like in it um, or I'm just like, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. I can't be a part of that um, at all. And I think for a long time I've looked at balance as something that's I've wanted, but felt always inconceivable for myself. And I, it's just not the way I function, but I, I do think it's possible. And I think it's, Part of it is that mind, uh, mind shift, minds, mindset shift. That's a phrase. Mindset shift of like, it's okay to be sad sometimes. It's really beautiful to be sad sometimes. Some of my favorite art um, has come when I've been sad, uh, which is not like reveling or making light of pain in order to create art. Like I don't think they are hand in hand. I think I've made also some of my most beautiful things when I have been my happiest. Um, but then I think it's okay with being in those days where they're happy and sad, which is something I've definitely talked about and experienced and consistently experienced is having those really high highs and also those low lows and uh, in the same day, in the same week, um, which can be confusing to the mind sometimes. Um, yeah, wow, I got really off track about moving. But yeah, I think that was me announcing also this podcast that I'm intending to move. Um, but not, truly not until January of 2023. So, uh, I think the other thing is I am someone who once I have something in my head, I'm just like, it's happening. We're doing it tomorrow. What's our plan? Um, like, what's the plan? And, um, knowing that I am not going until... Um, January when I have my finances together and I have a plan and um, in place that feels true to what I want to do and not just like doing it because I want to like irrationally move um, but making it yeah rational and line up with what I need right now and want I'm trying to make sure that I sit in what's happening right now and still do the things that I want to do and um don't just shut off opportunities and people that are here now just because I know I'm leaving, which is something I think I've done in the past. Um, so yeah, 
keep inviting me to things and keep, uh, I want to keep making plans for things. Um, and I, and I will, and I am, um, but also I'm really excited about opportunities in a different place with different people. And, uh, the one thing my, my, uh, Nana, my grandma has always said is, um, make new friends and keep the old. Um, she has some of, she has probably the most friends of anyone I've ever met and the most, like she gets a birthday card from enough people where it fills up her dining room table, um, which I just think is really beautiful. And I also, I think that's probably where my love of cards come from and handwritten notes. And, um, so that's always been really, um, inspiring and beautiful to me and something that I want to maintain for my own life. Um, so I look forward to that. Um, but definitely recognizing myself that I have a tendency of, um, running away, uh, when I fear, rejection um but I do feel like I'm not being rejected um I'm starting to see it as just timing and things that are inevitable and um recognizing that that can be sad and also um that's okay that it's sad and all my friends around me have done a really great job of reminding me that it's okay to be sad so um I just want to be here to say to you, um, whoever you are, it's okay to be sad. Um, and I, I think I always cringe whenever I hear the like, it's sad and like whatever, but it gets better. You know, there was that whole campaign that happened that just <clears throat> struck the nation. Um, and especially Gen Z and, uh, Gen, what are, what's the, what's before Gen Z? That sounds so dumb. Is that, that's not millennials, is it? Ugh, I don't know. But I, I know that we all heard that campaign, like it gets better, which was the national suicide prevention, I believe was um, what that was for. I think there's part of me that's like, oh, it's such a cliche, but it's like, it's so true. I think when you're growing up, you obviously don't have the foresight of like long-term effects of things. And when one thing doesn't work out, another one, something else does, and it might be more beautiful or just... You know, it's the thing that it is, and that's beautiful. Um, and I think it's hard to tell people that when they're at their lowest point. So um, it, people really only recognize that once they've gotten to the next part where it is better. Um, but I think I've finally been able to realize that for myself. Um, and I am all the better for it and closer to finding balance and acceptance of sadness instead of the out the the lashing out of it's I'm sad and that's terrible and all like and I hate the world for it right but like those feelings of anger is valid too so I don't know I'm trying to sort through sadness anger happiness what are the what are the five core emotions all of them i'm trying to sort through all of them and then the fucking layered feelings that come with happiness and sadness meeting and grief and sadness meeting and i don't know yeah so we're still trying to figure out emotions i guess because they don't really teach you that in school so now we gotta figure it out much later than i would um would have wanted to um yeah so I think that was all I really wanted to talk about um, during this episode. 
Um, I am, no, I just read a poem um, to you all. Sadness is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, I have been doing more and more poetry, which I'm really excited about. Muted Pink came out, obviously, and that was huge. Um, and it sold out, and that was huge. And then I just found out that I'm going to be doing a second run of those, another 60 copies. I'll be selling some online um, through my Instagram. Um, but I'm also going to sell more in like physical locations of places that I love. Um, and so, and by that I mean uh, like local coffee shops and local bookshops. Um, a bookstore, a local bookstore has agreed to sell my book. And that is just to me, I like... I could cry thinking about it. It's so beautiful and so kind. And like I am achieving something I um, never knew was a dream. And uh, yeah, so I've been doing more with that. I've been doing more readings, which has honestly been my favorite part is like reading these poems in front of people because really just because of genuine reactions of, um, I don't know, people... I think when you are vulnerable, obviously it makes it easier for other people to open up or talk about something that they either didn't know someone else had felt or they felt it a very similar way. And um, so it's led to a lot of beautiful conversations with beautiful people. And so I want to keep doing that. And it's exciting now because I'm sharing a lot of new work um, because I've been participating in this like 100, 100 days challenge and like writing a poem a day. And yeah, so I've been sharing a lot of that and I've been able to find um, inspiration every day, which um, also like <laughs> feels crazy because I have tried so many times to start a journal and then give up on like day three or forget or whatever. But poetry has made it um, feel very possible because um, like I have coined the term uh for this project is anything can be a poem so it can be a word it can be a sentence it could be anything um as long as i've i've put my feelings into it and like my feelings can yeah be, be whatever i'm feeling that day or maybe it's a word that i thought of the day before and then i write a poem around it as a prompt like I don't know, it can really take any shape. So that's what I've been doing, and it's been really fun. And um, I, yeah, I'm excited to go out and read those and, uh, yeah, just kind of let them live a life. Um, and I don't know, I've been able to, it feels like with poetry, it's the first time, and honestly with this podcast too, the first time I've been able to, create something without feeling like it has to be perfect in order for me to put it out and that, you know, I have to be making money from it. Like, I don't, I don't feel that with either of these things. They're just things that I love to do. And, um, I love connecting with people over and Hey, if it makes money, God bless, <laughs> um, more power to it. But I am very lucky to say that I have a full-time job that covers what I need it to cover. And then I get to um, express myself in a different way through um, my art, um, which is this podcast and my poetry and working with other artists to create their art. Um, and I'm very thankful for all those things. See, this is what I was talking about is like shit in my personal life. And when personal, I mean, 
everything in my life is personal to me. <laughs> um, but like work itself is so beautiful and going so well. And then, you know, I have my romantic and friendships that all feel just like a little weird right now. Like nothing is wrong. It's just sometimes sad because I'm realizing friendships change and romantic feelings aren't always reciprocated and it's not because of you and like, you know, it's, it's not me. It's, it's not you, it's me. I don't know, I was gonna say it's not me, it's you, which sometimes has definitely felt like the case. Um, but yeah, you think that it's that whole thing of happy and sad at the same time and Casey Musgraves did a great job of putting that in a song, go her, go bitch. Um, and yeah, I think I just keep re, re-remembering, re-remembering, I don't know, uh, that lesson and that truth. Um, and yeah, so thanks for letting me share all that with you. And thank you for listening. And um, please, please, like I've always said, please reach out. Um, I'm happy to talk about any of these things that I've talked about. Um, and yeah, I look forward to my spring break and not doing this for a second, but I'm excited for next, uh, the second part of this season to um, hopefully bring on more guests if I can get my shit together and do that. Um, because I think a lot, of, I know a lot of interesting people who have a lot more interesting, not more interesting, but have interesting things to say. Um, and I would love to get to talk with them and, uh, have you listen. So those are some of the things to come, uh, for next season or next part of the season. I was trying to see what else I'm planning to talk about. Ugh. Lots of things. I got shit to say, so don't worry. But I'm also going to take this break to just like live and experience and see what else comes comes up. Um, so yeah, I will talk to you again uh, in May. And until then, be safe. And I'll see you around. And uh, yeah, just feel free to always uh, hit me up at Freak in the Mom Jeans on Instagram. I am always checking my messages. Okay. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Well, I never been a type for the prom queens. I just need a little hippie chick in a mom jeans. Sucker for a blind freak dick. Got a mom jeans, yeah. Type of chick you probably find in God dreams, yeah. Never been a type for the prom queens. I just need a little hippie chick.